When we got back home, we were on the way to where Melanie was staying first. And I goes, can Melanie stay home with us tonight? Because she was on my lap, fast asleep, and giving me a hug. But my mum goes, no, she had a load to do and she's flat out from her holidays. So Con dropped her home, and then he took the rest of us home. But when we got there, I asked Con where it was Killian, and he goes he didn't know. He thought he went with us. And we were looking everywhere for him for days. And where was he in the end? Who was he staying with? Bridie is who? Of all the people after all that. Bridie imagine. And he wouldn't even come home neither when my man was phoning him and telling him to all the time. She had no choice after that except to put in a claim with the government. Because Bridie was molesting him too and all. Stacy was knotted laughing at that when my man said it to the social worker. She goes to me, Stacy, like, when my man was still on the phone saying it, Killing got molested better than you at least. And I starts laughing too, but then I stopped because I remembered it's not even funny. And I was never. Then the next day, or later that day, like probably, they came round with a guard and a social worker and my mother told them all about it. And they said they'd be taking Killian off Bridie and bringing him back straight away. But when they went away, they never came back a load more days. And when I asked Stacy, she goes, Killian didn't want to come. But her mother was fighting to get him off Bridie still, and Tara too. As well as all that, my mother was in deep shit after we got back, and after the cops remembered to pick her up too, because she skipped court like. I was in deep shit too like, because I never went neither for mine. But my case was put back a few months at least. But my mother was up first, so she was making sure all of us was in court with her to back her up. Stacy and Con and me and Melanie was there, and even Killian was there too, but not Tara, because it wasn't Tara's visit time with her mother, so Bridie wouldn't let her. The lady who minded Melanie at that time at least was there with Melanie. And I saw murder she wrote there too in the audience. Cause she'd give me sandwiches sometimes till then. I was never back inside her house after I got the jewellery off her that time. Up to then at least. But sure you couldn't blame her really. At least she never went on and on about it. That was the first day I seen Killian till then since the holidays. I goes from are you mad or what Killian staying with that one? Does she have you locked in a cage like Tara too or what? And Killian goes, no, nah, it's not like that at all, Mickey. She's A1, Bridie is. And I had a shock and all of that. After the judge come out, anyway, they read out all the charges they had on my mother. Not turning up the court, smashing the girl's face open, drunken disorderly in a public place, shoplifting, disturbance of the peace, other shoplifting another time, possession, Possession with intent to sell. Another thing like lewd something. And some other thing too. Can't remember now. The judge goes, that's quite a list. And failure to turn up the court is demonstrably true. And means there's prison time due for that alone. But let's wait and see what else might be tossed in the pot. He was all posh of course. Seemed alright though in fairness. Then there was a big long scene about the woman with the cut face. But she never showed up and the judge goes after a while. They couldn't convict without witnesses and Khan jumps up and gives out to the judge and goes, I hope you lock that one up too for not turning up. And Judge Nagel got a shock and tells Khan to shut up and goes, who are you? And it carries on like that for a while. But when Khan is still shouting, the judge tells the guard to remove him or he'd be going down and all. It was lucky Khan stopped shouting then I'd say and marched out with the guard following him. But he had a point when you think of it. Judge Nagel already said he'd be giving my mam jail time for not turning up. 
and here's this one who was spreading lies all the time, and there be nothing done on her for not turning up neither. They went through the different things anyway. One drugs charge wasn't proved, and the judge said the other one was serious. Then on to the shoplifting. One shop had CCTV but no proof. The judge goes, we can't see what she put under her coat. And the shop manager goes, she had a list of things they took off my mother after she got outside the shop and after they got back into the office. But my mother goes, they took other stuff off her too and the manager says a security guard from another store was waiting for her to come out because she stole stuff off their shop too. And the judge stopped her because my mother wasn't up on charges about that other store and it's the first the judge heard of it and they took that stuff off my mother and all at the time. But they had no rights in it because who says she stole that? And the manager goes, the security guard for the other store is there to say she stole it. And the judge goes, it's the first he heard of that. And it wasn't on his list. So anyway, Judge Nagel got all confused about it. And how could my poor mother even understand all that if the judge couldn't? I hadn't a clue what was going on either, like. The other shoplifting charge had the security guard witness who said she done it all right. But my mother explained she only put the fire extinguisher in her bag till she got to the till, but forgot it was there before leaving. She was intended to buy it, she says. But the judge goes, but the fire extinguisher was in case of fire. It was not for sale. And my mother got a shock and was like, so I wasn't even able to buy it at all. And she was laughing then because she knew, how could I steal it if it wasn't even for sale? I don't know if the judge was thinking the same thing, but I'd say he was. One thing after another, anyway, the charge of disturbing the peace comes up, and there was 67 call-outs from the police to our house, mainly because of music being played. I could agree with that one myself, as I could barely sleep with it when I was at home all through the night. And the judge asked my mother why she had the speakers outside the house, and she goes, because they were too loud inside, and he goes, why not turn it down, and she goes, the volume was broke. And what's this I hear about drugs being sold from your premises? The judge goes. And my mother gets a shock off that and all and goes, That's outrageous! All posh like I was laughing my ass off. Who says there was drugs being sold at my house? Overwrite my own children. And she points at the lot of us, but not Tara like, who was all clean and her hair brushed and everything. The judge asked her if these are her children and she goes, Yes, there's three of them here supporting her. Except one of them couldn't make it due to circumstances. And then she named us and told all us, one after the other, say hello to the judge. The judge said hello every time. Then he goes, there's this lewd charge. But he didn't bother with that after a while. He goes, there was plenty more to be getting on with. I don't know what's all that about. But posh people call pissing going to the loo, see? I don't blame him being honest, the judge. When you gotta go, you gotta go, sure. So after ages, anyway, the judge goes, I have no alternative but to send you down, and ask my ma'am if she had anything to say, and she goes, she was very sorry, your honour. And he gives her a long speech, and he doesn't even care if she's sorry or not, and it's his job to send her down if she'd done any crimes, and he was going on and on about all that. Then my mother made a speech and all. Your honour, it's like this, you see, she goes. I try hard to provide for my four children, but I'm all alone, living in cramped conditions on a paltry allowance. And I know they're running wild outside because it's a terrible neighbourhood and I only want what's best for my children. But I feel I can't cope with all the pressure and I'm seeing a psychiatrist for my health and I had severe back pain for two years that I'm only now recovering from and I didn't even get paid for it in the end. 
and the judge is stopping her all the time, saying none of that is the point. But she's carrying on like Braveheart, and then getting all sad and all listening to her, and that bastard Nagel is only telling her shut up and making me mad out. And the only reason I couldn't turn up to court was because I had a, a holiday booked for my young'uns, and they never had a holiday before, but I couldn't let... And he was still telling her shut up again and again, all the time. And he goes, same why doesn't matter. But my mam wasn't letting him off. They are one holiday, and yes, I fucked up. Sorry, your honour, I mean mess up now and again. But I couldn't deny my kids what mother could. Just look at them. And the judge refused to look at them. And Melanie was even roaring crying, and I was nearly crying myself. But he wouldn't even look. And he was getting ready to send her to prison, and it was all fair sad. Then my mother gave us a shock. Your Honour, on top of all that, I'm pregnant, you see, and I only wanted for them to. You're pregnant? He goes, shocked and all, like the rest of us. And after that, he goes, that's no reason not to send you down, you know. And she goes, of course not. I fully expect to be sent down with my baby if you find me guilty. And I wasn't even going to mention it, but just know I thought I should. But that was all the more reason I had to give my other children one bit of a break before I go. And the judge was all silent for a bit. But my mother carried on. And especially in the cramped conditions. I've been trying to be rehoused, you see. And there's a place that the councillor are willing to pay for. But if I go down, your honour, my family will be all busted up. And we'll have to go on living in that shithole, sorry, in that hole, forever. And it's a fierce burden on us to be there with all the loud music blaring everywhere. But the new house is detached and there'll be no one bothering us. And it's big enough and the council was willing to put us there and all. But now I'll have to be locked up and the new baby will be born in the prison and the house will be gone when I get out. And we'll have to stay in that neighbourhood forever because they're all mean to the lot of us and to my children. And the judge again is telling her stop, stop still. But she goes on and on and on and on till he bangs his hammer and bangs and bangs. And finally she stopped when he got mad out. And there's all silence for ages. And after a while he asks if it's true about a house. And he's told there are ongoing discussions regarding an alternative housing arrangement for the family. But most of the family aren't living together. And again my mam butted in. And proved to the judge that she was telling the truth by asking us all if we was living at home. And we all said yes, one by one. After our mother goes, Tara wasn't allowed to come, because there was another lady minding her at the present. But she was due to return to her family shortly. And she handed up a letter saying that too. And then she asked Killian if he was moving home. And Killian said he was looking forward to the new house. And he'd be moving back home if we could all fit in the one house. And I said I was living at home. And Melanie even said she was looking forward to exploding the new house. It was funny, see, because she meant to say exploring, but she said splodin. I was thrilled out at all that and all. All us living in a big mansion, imagine. And the judge asked if this house was available and if it belonged to the council. And he was told the house was newly vacated and the council was renting it from a private owner. And the judge wasn't having none of it because he thought the person telling them was lying. So he asks, where's the owner of the house and is he here? And he was told the owner was here, so the judge said he'd have a word with him. The next thing, Con was brought back in by the same guard who walked him out. And the judge had a shock and all when he seen him and goes, Do you own this house? And are you willing to have it rented to this lady and her family? And Con goes, True as God, your honour. That other lot only made shit of the place. And the judge goes, And what is your relation to this lady? 
and Con goes, She's my sister, Your Honour. And the judge couldn't understand it, and he goes, So why were you shouting earlier, insisting on having a prosecution witness in the court? And Con gets mad out again, and starts screaming at the judge for not having that other bitch locked up, because she wouldn't even be bothered turning up, although she stood there while his sister had nothing to defend herself with, except only a broken bottle. And Judge Nagel had Con thrown out again while he was thinking, and he asked if it's true that the defendant is pregnant, and he's told it is, and he's shown pieces of paper for it now. And while he's thinking, he looks down at the lot of us, our mother's children, except Tara, and I said nothing, but when I looked around, Melanie was smiling at the judge, and she had a big snotty nose again, and I was scarlet, embarrassed, and wiped my arm off her face in case he thinks she's a traveller or something. Well, she done it anyway, my mother. She got off, and after that, we moved into Winchester, not long after that. I was telling Con outside the courtroom about the bits he missed. How she got the judge to do it, and he was delighted with his sister, and he went over to give her a hug when she come out. And Killian comes over, and Stacy too. I asked Killian if he knew her mother was boxed, and he said no, he never knew about no baby. And Stacy goes, Paula gotta come, and she went off skitting to herself. You'd never know what's going on in that girl's head. Then Killian tells me again I should leave. Leave my own mother like. Just because he wanted to leave didn't mean I'd leave her too. And I told him, sure we're all going to be living together now in the new mansion. And Killian goes, no. Him and Tara are going to be living with Bridie after we got the new house. And that's the deal they all done so my mother could get the house. And I had a shock again. And goes, I might come too. With him like. And he had to think about it. And he said he asked Bridie, and Bridie said she'd love to take me too, but my mother wouldn't let me go, because she loved me too much, because I was her favourite. And I was thinking about it, and knew it was true anyway. And I goes, who else would mind her? And he had no answer for that one. And I said he should stay with me too, and help mind her. But he said he was doing things for her the past year, and he hated it all the time. Mainly fighting with the other family that was in the house he was going to be moving into. Winchester, it was called, he taught me for the first time. He was making them move out all the whole time. Tom was at it two other times. He said it was his job smashing windows sometimes, and other times he was breaking in, robbing stuff, but they had nothing good there, so he had to do terrible things in there to mess it all up. He started saying something about it, and then he stopped. And I goes, what's wrong with that if it's our house, not theirs? I knew Con owned it anyway, like, and it belonged to us, so why couldn't Con tell them get out? And he said that the council was paying for it, see, so Con couldn't get them out with the law. And he goes, there was kids there and all, and he saw them all the time when he'd be casing the place. Loads of them, and they all went to school all the time, and weren't doing trouble. And in the end, Killian felt bad about it. One time, he told me then, he dragged a mattress outside our front door and burnt it, and he hid around the corner laughing away. But after a while, the kids was screaming and roaring inside, like as if the house was burning down. And he knew it wasn't, like, but they thought it was burning because the front door was opened and they probably only saw burning outside and they was all panicking inside and Killian felt fierce bad about that one and he ran up to pissing it with his langer out and the dad there spotted him and chased after him and flung the empty bucket at his head and his head was split open and all because the bucket was metal, like. And I remembered his bleeding head now he said it, but I never knew that's how he got it. And why didn't you get me to help you so, I goes. And he only shrugs and goes, didn't want to, like we wasn't even friends no more. And I thought about it then, and I knowed it, knew it like, like we wasn't even brothers no more, more like. And did he even ask Bridie about me living with him too? I'd say not, no. 
and I spat in his face and ran all over that place. They're all full of shit, a lot of them I'd ghost myself. 